Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Matt Perez on the line, and he's COO and co-founder over at Nearsoft. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, so uh, let's just jump right in. I'm excited to get into what you're doing over at Nearsoft. Uh, start off with telling us a little bit more about what you do at the company, please. So the company is uh, was founded in 2007, um, and what we do is very simple. Is we help our clients grow their software development teams. So all of our clients are software product companies uh, here in the U.S., but most everybody uh, except a handful of us are in Mexico. So uh, we're in the same time zone and you know, aligning time uh, very close by and, and things like that. So and it's been very successful that way. What kind of, um, I mean, based on when you sent, uh, when you started, so 2007, I mean, right before the crash, I mean, you've been through an entire cycle, even though the company's, you know, under 20 years old at this point, going a little over 14 years, I should say. What kind of trends are you noticing in growing talent in these teams? Because um, it's a very competitive space out there. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> to me, that's, that's our business, right? The fact that, Things are very competitive. It's very hard, particularly here in the Bay Area. It's very hard to uh, to find good people and to keep them. Because mm-hmm. what we see a lot of the time is you spend a lot of time and effort and money in hiring somebody, and a month later Google comes by or Facebook or somebody with a big brand name, and uh, off, off they go. Um, so um, so that's what our business is about is finding. People in Mexico and south of the border, really, uh, who are just as talented as the people here, speak English and all that stuff, um, but don't have that thing of going to Google or whatever. They mm-hmm. just they like to work with the, the companies here in the Bay Area, um, all that technology and all that stuff, but they also like to live close to home, close to their family. And um, we get the best of both worlds that way. In terms of trend, um, Technology has changed, technology has changed and um, different tools have come into the market, et cetera, but um, it's pretty much the same. Part of the problem is the, the number of new entrants in the space, the new pe- people that can program and things like that, um, it's, it's been going up very slowly. On the other hand, uh, software has been eating the world, literally, as Vision said, and um, now even a lot of companies that are not, you wouldn't think of as software companies, are really dependent on software and, and fighting for the same, competing for the same talents. And um, it becomes very difficult for them because they're, they're seen like banks and things like that. They're seen as uh, mm-hmm. you know, not the latest and greatest, not the place to uh, start a career, et cetera. And um, it's, it's difficult to do it that way. You compete with the high-tech companies. So, um, but that's, and that's all, all over the U.S. now. When we started, it was mostly here in the Bay Area, but uh, now we see the same thing all over the U.S. Man, I, you bring up some good points, and I think one of the big things that, like how you said, some, some companies that you would have were a software company are now a software company. I feel like 
all, uh, especially in the Bay Area, all of the funding of all the SaaS companies, I mean, SaaS kind of changed everything, in my opinion, in terms of how companies look at themselves. It's almost like they need to have a component of that or some type of reoccurring revenue model baked into what they're doing, even if they're not, you know, it wouldn't traditionally be that type of business. And who, right. how is that built? It's built off the dev teams, right? That's not, that doesn't just happen. Yep. Yep. I mean, FedEx, well, I, you wouldn't think of FedEx as a software company, right? But it is. I mean, Federal mm-hmm. Express is 90% software, and then the people that go out there and, and deliver and stuff like that. Uh, but how does it get there and as fast as cloud and all that stuff, UPS, FedEx, they all, they all software companies, DHL. So our audience, a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of executives listening right now, and they may be in that position to where they're thinking about building out a dev team or they have one or they have some gaps they're trying to fill, um, what are the right types of companies and clients that are usually a, a good fit to work with um, Nearsoft? We work primarily with software product companies. Um, and that is, in, at least when we started, now we're diversifying it a little bit more. But that has to do with um, software product companies because their business is software. Um, they knew the value of software people. They they treated uh, software people respectfully and all this stuff. We want to bring that um, that effect of it into the to this side. We're also uh, self-managed. We've been self-managed from day one. So we're not into exploiting people or anything like that, and our, our customers have to be aligned with that. Uh, there are a few customers, you know, potential customers that we talk to, and and it just comes out in the washes we're talking to them that, oh, they just want three bodies to go do this. And in that case, we're not interested. We hang up uh, nicely, but we hang up. Um, but if, if you want to build a team and build something sustainable, then we can help you. Can you talk a little bit more about the um, the concept? Because I, I want to assume everybody understands what that means, um, of being self-managed and what that does for a culture all around. So being self-managed uh, means primarily that we don't have a what I call a fiat hierarchy, not an imposed hierarchy. Um, there are no titles. There are no uh, no bosses. You know, I'm nobody's boss. Nobody's my boss kind of thing. On the other hand, there's a lot of structure, and it takes a lot of work to make that work. I mean, companies like Google in 2002 and some other companies have gone in that direction, um, but they thought it was just get rid of the managers and, and magic happens. And it's not, it's not that simple. It's, mm-hmm. it's not at all that simple. It takes a lot of work. So we owe time. What worked for us, you know, 10, 12 years ago doesn't work for us now. Uh, but over time, we've been developing different structures and stuff like that, but it's all done by the people that get affected by it. So uh, even profit sharing, right? So it affects everybody. Well, guess what? The formula for profit sharing was defined by uh, everybody. Not, not everybody, but we have a mechanism called leadership teams where a handful of people get together, they consult with others, etc. but they make a decision amongst themselves and then they present the rest of the crew and um, they get consent or not get consent, um, which is not consensus. Again, it's, it's very different than consent. Than consent. consent is, yes, they can live with that. Consensus is, mm-hmm. oh, yes, I agree with everything you said, which is, it, it, it's not practical. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so with over time we develop all these all these structures and all these systems that work for that kind of organization. The side effect of that is that people are very are successful in Nearsoft are people that speak up, show initiative, self direct, and that's exactly what you want in the in the development team. You want people who do all those things and not just take orders. Um, so that's that's what we that's what we're about. Man, very, very well said, and I think it does make a completely different type of culture because you want somebody in your dev team who's not just taking orders. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's night and day in terms of what um, accountability for a project, timeline, all these other things you're working on. Um, it just, it just breeds a different type of culture. So I, I understand why you, why you um, went that route, but I had to ask the follow-up question because it's not easy. Like that's, that's not an easy thing no, to pull off, especially for the long term, like you've managed to do. Yeah, we, we, every, um, when we were 10 people, people would say, oh, that would last until you're 20, and then we got to 20, and that would last until 40, and then we're 300, almost 400 people now, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm still hearing it. Wait until you get big. <laughs> <laughs> wait until you get to, wait until you get to 400, wait until you get to 1,000, I get it. No, it's amazing, I love it. <laughs> so, so Matt, um, if any, any kind of um, plans on the horizon for 2020 for Nearsoft, I mean, other things you got going on, uh, let, let me in on the scoop. I know you got some things up your sleeve. So, uh, we got bought in 2017, the company got bought back then. We became part of a bigger company called Indicom, and uh, just recently we got together and, and we've been operating pretty independently of the other companies. Uh, so recently we got together and we came up with a way that we can start working with each other, cross-selling and and using each other's um, skills and stuff like that. So for example, today somebody was saying, "Hey, what about gaming?" And, and uh, somebody else said, "Oh, we don't, we haven't done gaming, but..." This other company has, and uh, so now we're going to enlist the other companies, and that's that sounds exciting because now Man, that's there's a really lot of capability that yeah that we didn't have before, and it, it's just the more that you look at it, the more you go, oh, we have done that, we have done the other. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. I love it. Um, so, Matt, if somebody is listening to this and they want more information on Nearsoft or to follow up, um, what's the best way for them to get that info? The website is nearsoft.com. That's as simple as it is. You go there and look around. If you feel like it, there's a thing at the bottom right um, that you can click on, and this guy, Foster, will come on and talk to you, and um, we'll take it from there. Uh, or you can call me directly at 408-691-1034. Uh, happy to talk to you um, about self-management, about anything. So you can give me a call for anything. So that, those are the two, the two best times to do it. Man, that's awesome. And, I, and I, I'll just throw this out. I love when somebody leaves a phone number because it's like, wait a minute, the phone is so new. Like, people don't do it anymore. I love it. Maybe because I'm on the phone all day long, Matt, recorded podcast episodes. I don't know, but it's a good thing to me. It's a good sign. Well, hey, Matt, um, really appreciate you coming on the show today. And I'll show you more about your background and all the great stuff you're doing over at Nearsoft. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, 
uh, leave me a review on, um, on Apple iTunes. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Innovation, definitely give us a subscribe there and leave us some comments in the video. I'd like to know what you're working on and what you thought. And Matt, thanks again for coming on the show.